there and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We're excited that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us. We certainly hope and pray that Christ would be glorified and you as our listener would be edified. For more information about us, I'd encourage you please to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase. There you can find out a statement of faith. Uh, there is a prayer request page. You can submit a Bible question. Many people submit good comments there. We appreciate that. If there's other information there, uh, you can listen to past podcasts. Uh, there's a list of uh, questions and answers that we've already done. If we have received your question, it will be posted there. And that way you know that we're working on it or we've already answered it. And so I'd encourage you to do that as well. Today we're going to talk about being a servant uh, to the high priest servants to the high priest and if you have a Bible please open it and follow along I would encourage you to do so and again I want to thank uh, everybody who listens we pray for our listeners each and every day we hope that you will be praying for us as well as we try to continue this ministry each week we pray especially for the persecuted church around the world Aaron was the uh, first high priest as you go through the Old Testament and start to study this and and generally, uh, when people think of the priesthood, they generally think right off the bat, high priest. And that's just probably because the high priest was the central of everything that would take place at the tabernacle. And thus God made it so that everything about the high priest was very distinctive and how he acted, how he dressed, and the uh, things that he was personally responsible for. All the priests would wear a white linen robe and a turban. In addition to that, the high priest wore a blue robe over their white one. And at the bottom of that robe were bells and, and pomegranates. Over the blue robe, the high priest wore an ephod. It was like an apron uh, that was made from red, blue, and purple cloth with a gold strand running through it. On his shoulder there were two gold plates engraved with six names of the tribe of Israel on each. His chest was a breastplate with twelve precious stones, each stone engraved with the name of one of the twelve tribes. The high priest bore the nation of Israel on his shoulders and wore them over his heart. And attached to the turban, or on his forehead, was a gold plate engraved with the words, Holy to the Lord. The high priest was the priest. Everything that happened at the temple revolved around him and his ministry before God. It was a lifetime appointment. The high priest, again, Everything revolved around him. But there were lots of things that had to be done around the tabernacle. There were daily sacrifices that had to be offered to God. Uh, those were generally were supposed to take place at 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. Uh, there were knives to be sharpened, uh, utensils to be cleansed, wood to be cut and stacked for fires, uh, ashes had to be collected, animals. Uh, the waste would have to be removed and not even beginning with the mention of labor, of, of packing and unpacking the tabernacle 
each and every time the Israelites would move around in the wilderness. Yes, the high priest was the priest before God. He, he couldn't begin to do all the labor that was required in managing, maintaining the tabernacle. And so, here in Numbers chapter 3, verse 6, uh, God will tell Moses, Bring the tribe of Levi near, and set them before Aaron the priest, that they may serve him. Now what this meant was this. Aaron and his sons did the work of the priesthood. Uh, they would offer up sacrifices. They took care of items inside the tabernacle. They lit the lamps. They burned incense. Uh, they changed the bread or the table or the showbread. But other things really needed to be done. And so God would give the entire uh, tribe of Levi uh, to Aaron to, to do those tasks. Numbers chapter 10 verse 21 uh, Here's a family they set out and they carry all the holy objects in the tabernacle that was set up uh, before their arrival So again their job was to take care of the Ark of the Covenant uh, The table the candlesticks the altars And when the people of Israel moved their job was to carry those items to make sure uh, That they were set up correctly as God had commanded wherever it was that they would stop and camp again. Another Le Leviticus family was uh, known as the Gershonites. Uh, their job was to take care of curtains and the hangings and the robes of the sanctuary. Uh, Numbers again chapter 3 verses 26 and 27. In the hangings of the court and the screen of the doorway of the court which is around the tabernacle and the altar and its cords according to the service concerning them. Uh, their family job description, again, a third family you can find in verse uh, 27 here. They, they all took care of different things. Their jobs were to help pack, maintain um, the boards, the bars, sockets, pillars, anything that would hold the tabernacle together um, so they could erect it and tear it back down. The entire tabernacle was holy. To the Lord. The entire tabernacle was built according to a pattern. Those blueprints were given to uh, Moses by God on, on, the, on a mountain. Every board, curtain, rope was exactly, had certain dimensions, lengths, weights. I mean, everything God wanted was supposed to be there exactly. And it represented the true tabernacle that was in heaven. Therefore, there's no insignificant role in caring for an earthly tabernacle here. The entire tabernacle was holy unto God. Every responsibility uh, associated with it had value uh, given to it by God. Now, I'm sure these three families did other things around the tabernacle, but these were their primary duties. And the reason I'm telling you all this is that, that we really need to try to understand for things to run smoothly at the tabernacle uh, later after a temple is built, lots of people had to take responsibility for various activities associated with worship. Lots of people had to work behind the scenes. And each of those individuals had a job that made it possible for others to worship. So, you might think, well, that's real interesting. We're not under that law anymore. I'm a Christian. I'm not Jew. Uh, 
how does that really apply and what does it mean? Well, turn with me over to the book of Hebrews, chapter 6. Again, the, the high priest is the priest. Without him, nothing else mattered. Nothing else functioned as it should. And in the Old Testament, the high priest was either Aaron or one of his direct descendants. That was the Old Testament. But as Christians, we live under a New Testament. And so, do we have a high priest today? The short answer is yes. Everyone knows him and has, knows his name. It is called, he is called Jesus. So Hebrews chapter 6 verse 20 says this, Where Jesus has entered as a forerunner for us, having become a high priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. One of the major reasons that Jesus came our high priest was to offer the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. And now, as our high priest, Jesus, therefore, is able to save forever those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. That's Hebrews 7.25. So again, Jesus is our high priest as Christians. Do you think he could do everything that has to be done in worship? Well, yeah, Jesus, he could. Uh, he could sing better than me. I know he could. He can preach much better than I can. Uh, he can preach better than anybody. Uh, he could do all the, the communion. He could pass it out. And not to mention, uh, he continues really to be his word, the greatest witness in evangelism uh, the world has ever known. However, he is high priest. And today, those technically are not his jobs. Just as Aaron was given uh, the tribe of Levi to help in his ministry, Jesus, our high priest, has given us, the church, those believers, to help do the work that needs to be done. Listen here to the Apostle Paul in Colossians chapter 1, verse 18. He is also head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have a first place in everything. We have been given to Jesus, the high priest. In fact, we have been given the responsibility to be his priest, in the world. I got several verses I want to read here, so uh, follow along, please. First uh, Peter is where we're headed. First Peter chapter 2, verse 5. You also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood. Referring to me and you as Christians here, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Verse 9 says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. If we are Christians, we need to understand that we are part of the royal 
priesthood. If that in itself is a long, deep subject, but there is so much that we miss as Christians when we say that we believe. We need to understand a lot more than we do, and perhaps we can talk more about that in a future podcast. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15 says, Through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. Each and every day, we need to be offering up the praises and thanks to the high priest, our God, Jesus. And under the old covenant, they had sacrifices that was uh, an offering of thanks and praise. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Again, that idea of being a priest and serving in the worship service. Our entire life needs to be a worship service, not just an hour that we check a clock or a box off on Sunday morning. We are called to be priests of God. Now, I know there's denominations out there who try to distinguish between clergy and laity and the ordained leaders and, you know, the clergy are the, are the priests and those churches. And even though there's no really true distinction like that in the New Testament, uh, sometimes they even go as far as to call their preachers priests. It really, that's a heresy, really. It's not found in Scripture. It is a man-made doctrine. It is not from God. If you really study and read the New Testament, you will see that there's really no special class of clergy, no separate priesthood. Simply put, if you are a Christian, you are a priest. You've been set aside by Jesus to do the ministry and the work of the church. I mean, you can baptize people, you can teach, you can preach, you can be a leader, you can serve communion. Uh, that's just a couple things that come off the top of my head. Now, granted, uh, there are different functions within the church that perhaps uh, some people may say you may or may not be qualified for, uh, maybe elders or deacons or such, and that's okay. You need to to pray and try to achieve those qualifications. I, I always think it's funny when I see somebody they call themselves an elder and they're barely uh, 18 years old. That just de defines my, my mind. I don't understand how you can be called an elder. You might be called a younger, but that's not an office uh, in the church in the New Testament. Uh, we Again, we all have different functions within the body of Christ, within the church. Just like the different families uh, of the Levites. They had different parts of the tabernacle to take care of. Again, in the eyes of Jesus, we need to understand we are all priests under the new covenant. Uh, we all have been called to minister to Jesus, to take care of his word properly, uh, to teach and preach the message to, to people, to pray over them, uh, have Bible studies, live a life that is above reproach. You know, Jesus declares this uh, to both, all of us. You're, you're here on this earth to minister to one another. You're in the kingdom to minister one another. And this is the reason uh, 
he established his church is to serve God, to serve each other, uh, to worship uh, God. One of the things that really I think are, are interesting uh, things that we can do is visit the sick. We can teach our young people who Jesus really is. Uh, I know the local school here, uh, people meet at the flagpole, I think it's once a week, if I recall. Uh, I'm not always able to go, but they, uh, they pray. They, they pray for one another. Uh, that's something we can do. They invite people to Bible studies. I know a guy, his ministry is, is help mowing yards uh, for those widows who truly need help. Some people go to the, the local jail. Uh, I mean, it goes on and on that we can come up with ideas how we can serve and minister in the Lord's church. Now, some of you might be scratching your head and might want to ask, well, well, how do I know when I've done enough? How can I be sure that I, I've really given enough of my life to God as his high priest? Well, you know, a young Christian, I think one time he figured this way. He was saying in prayer, a meeting one time, that he was thinking about tithing, and it seemed to him that yeah, he should not only tithe his income, but perhaps he needed to tithe his time. He got down to some hard facts and figured out how much time he really owed the Lord. Uh, he figured out there were 168 hours in the week, uh, a tenth of that would be 16, almost 17 hours a week. He figured uh, he spent so much time each week in church, he saw that he still had an hour, 20 minutes left each day. So he divided up into two 40-minute periods, a 40-minute Bible personal study, 40 minutes prayer, and he did that each day. And so I, I want to be clear about something. This is just what this one young man did. He took... 24 hours and he took what is 10% of that he did not do this because he felt it was required of him he did it because he really loved Jesus and he really wanted to move his own life into a personal deeper level of understanding in his walk with Christ and serving his high priest so again I want to encourage you to, to tally up how much time do you really dedicate to God in a day or a week. Uh, keep a diary. Uh, keep some kind of a record. I know a lot of people journal. Uh, find out how many hours a week, including the time you go to worship and spend time with God. Do you only do an hour a week and say, well, that's, that's good enough? Don't worry about it. Or do you ask, well, how can I improve and, and do more? And I know in our culture, especially again in the United States, uh, time is the most valuable thing that we probably really have that we don't have enough of, that we wish we had more. And so what I'm trying to say is uh, not necessarily to beat yourself up of what you're not doing for Jesus. Uh, you and I, again, we've been set aside to be his ministers, to, to be serving him in this world, to help the church. And we need to, to realize that. For to continue to, to learn and grow and, and help others in serving the high priest. I, I, I want to close this podcast. I've kind of gone through this quickly. But, uh, 
the Old Testament, God had people he he initiated as priests with a unique ceremony, according to Exodus chapter 29. I'm not going to read that entire chapter. I would encourage you to read it on your own. Uh, they, there they would have to offer up offerings or sin offering uh, on their behalf for the congregation. Uh, they would have a spiritual washing or cleansing of, with water. They always uh, had to be clothed in, in new garments. I, I think it's interesting how we become Christians. Uh, Jesus became our sin offering. We've been washed in the blood and the water, uh, buried in, 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 in baptism. And then we have been clothed with right, the righteousness of God. There's a famous Christian writer uh, around 200 AD, and I cannot pronounce his name, and so I'm not going to try, but he describes baptism at Rome here. He says, Candidates took off their clothing, and they were immersed three times after renouncing Satan and affirming the basic teachings of their faith and put on new clothes. Then they joined the rest of the church for the Lord's Supper. What were they trying to get people to understand was this. In becoming Christians, they were putting off the old garments of sin. They were buried into the waters with Jesus. They died to that sin and now they are putting on a new clothing symbolizing the garments that Jesus will give us again wore the robes of white you know, lastly just for food for thought the Old Testament priests became priests because they were related to the high priest they were direct descendants they were the children and grandchildren and so on of Aaron in the same way we become Christians because when Jesus saves us, God counts us as being his children, being related to him. Galatians chapter 4, uh, starting in verse 4, says this, God sent his son to redeem those under the law that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father, so that you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. So, are, are we serving our high priest as we should? Do we understand our role as, as priest and servants to Christ? Being a Christian is not an easy game. I, it's not really a game at all. It's a very serious uh, thing that we need to take serious in our life. And it is a lifelong process of growth, study, and understanding. And this is so much easier when you focus on it. You tune out all the news and the garbage of television and video games. And I'm not saying those things are sinful or wrong. Uh, but what is the priority as a Christian? What is our priority? What are we setting our goals out to be uh, as servants to the high priest? Having a great faithful spouse really helps and somebody who wants to pray with you and finding a church family that have the same goals of wanting to be servants 
uh, true followers of Christ to understand the entire Word of God. Uh, and I know I have said that I said this several times over the years in the podcast. Uh, that's not easy to do, and uh, I encourage you to just keep looking, keep trying, pray about it. Uh, if you see somebody who at work or school or your neighbor and they really seem to be walking in the light of Christ, they, they appear to be uh, living and serving the high priest, talk to them. See what they have to say. See where they worship at. And that's because there's a name on the building does not mean that the truth, the complete truth, and nothing but the truth is being taught. Again, I want to thank you for listening. I appreciate our supporters through prayer and the few financial supporters that we do have. Uh, we are grateful. We try to make a point not to ask for uh, lots of money over the podcast, but we do appreciate what we God blesses us with, with the few. If you would like to be part of that, uh, you can go to our webpage as well, and there is a link there to help support us uh, through PayPal. Again, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, may God bless you, and may He have the glory.